Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast. I've travelled today to Burn ahead of the game between Young Boys and Manchester United in the Champions League. I was here three years ago. It's a beautiful city. The weather is good today as it was then. And thankfully, Manchester United fans are allowed back. There's 1,800 travelling supporters and it makes a huge difference to the atmosphere around the place. There's red seeing each other on European trips for the first time in a long time. I've got to get in the stadium early. There's lots of COVID checks. It isn't quite normal, but we're getting there. And I'm just speaking to some young boys fans outside the stadium. What's your name, mate? Yves. How are you feeling about the game against Manchester United? I think we're going to lose 0-2. How has your team been doing? Because when I look at the league table, you're not quite as dominant as you were last time we were here. Has that been a poor start to the season? Or, or are you confident that you'll, you'll come stronger We again? concentrated on the Champions League. That's what our <clears throat> manager did, I guess. So, um, yeah, we're going to have uh, fun. We're going to have uh, enjoy the Champions League. My goal, to say it, is to get in Europe League. So, third place. OK. When I came here last time, the atmosphere was fantastic from, yeah. from the home supporters. Can you tell me how it's created here? There's lots of different groups. <laughs> There's lots of different groups, yeah. Uh, we have the D sector. Uh, sector. Um, of the stadium, we rock it. We will, we will see. Um, be prepared of a nice choreo. And who are your main rivals for young boys? Uh, uh, Basel. Basel. Yes. So when I you guess when you play Basel, how many? Zurich Basel. It's always You're... those three in the in the Super League. They're uh, comparing to the. So you're like one hour from each of them. To yeah, travel. kind of, kind of. Yeah, it's not far away. Yeah. Tell us about Bern, your, your city. Beautiful city of city of Switzerland, capital. Most people don't know it. It's very very kind. It's very very beautiful. Go with the old town, you will love it. Who are your best players? No answer. No. What about David Wagner, your manager? He was at Huddersfield Town. Do you like him? Kind of, but kind of not. Because he was in Schalke. I hate Schalke. And yeah, it's it's not easy to say to be honest. He's doing a good job, but I'm a bit... Uh, how you say this in English? He needs to, to win you over. Yeah, exactly. What do you know about Manchester United? A lot. It's a traditional club in England. Good club. Uh, Wayne Rooney times was, was great. When I was a kid, I, I loved the Manchester. It's always cool. Why do you hate Schalke? Uh, it's, a, it's just Gazprom. Yeah? Okay, that's fair enough. Good luck, mate. Enjoy the game. I'm in the ground in the... Um, well, I'm going to ask the lad I'm with to tell me the name of the stadium because I'm really immature <laughs> and you have to go through a lot of checks to get through here and that's just life at the moment as, as a fan, as a journalist, check after check after check after check. Um, ben Thornley, welcome Ben. You can see the atmosphere starting to build. What, what's the name of the ground we're in? It's called the Vankdorf Stadium. Oh, look at ah. you. Did well, you? you don't pronounce your W's in Germany, do you? So. Well, how did you do in um, German at school? I got a C, I think. I did, did pass you? it, yeah. I did, did pass you? it, yeah. Go on, then. Just about. Tell us your about V V Comet Ecan Best and some Bahnhof. Where is the train station? Which is the best way to the station, yeah. So there you go. <laughs> so, That's about the extent that it goes at the moment. And to be fair, it's been quite helpful. So, Ben, um, I didn't see the game against Newcastle because mm -hmm. I was doing my little bike ride. Um, who impressed you? Brilliant, by the way. Congratulations. I know we've said it in private, but I think it's fabulous what you've done. Um, the first half was against Newcastle was it was a little bit of a damp script, to be honest. You think that, you know, with the build-up, with Cristiano coming back and what have you, um, 
we didn't really look like breaking him down. And I think that at the end of the at the end of the game, a four-one scoreline slightly flattered us, but these are the players that we've got that can do that even when you're not really really at it when you've got the likes of Ronaldo when you've got Mason Greenwood when you've got Bruno when you've got you know other players that can really turn it on you've always got a chance of scoring goals even when you're not at your best and we proved that on Saturday it was a convincing scoreline the atmosphere was brilliant but I know that Oli will will be looking for and want more out of his performances so young boys here in in Burn United have got to get out of this group this year now they certainly have, um, and let's not forget the brilliant position they put themselves in after two games of last year's group, beating some really good sides, PSG, RB Leipzig, and then they came unstuck against the, the boys from, from Istanbul, and that was the game that cost us, Andrew, because then that you know, that sort of sent you into a little bit of a downward spiral uh, before you faced them again, and by then it was already too late, so they don't want to make that mistake again. Yes, the atmosphere will be great here. Yes, it's not what they're used to playing surface-wise, but there still should be no excuses for a Man United team on top of the game in terms of where they are in the league position at home, um, but with much more to come. You mentioned the surface. You're a footballer. Uh How is it this different to playing on grass? Well, people can't see at this moment in time, but they are watering it. The surface will be quicker anyway than it will be on grass because obviously it's so short. But the fact that they're watering it as well They'll have to be really careful with the, with the footing when they're running, when they're changing direction, direction especially. And maybe that might have a bearing on what Ole Gunnar Solskjaer decides to do with his starting eleven. But I, I still think that they should be OK. They will come out of the blocks. They will know that United will not be used to surfaces like this. It'll be wet and they will try with the atmosphere and use it to get at them first 15, 20 minutes. Just final one, because I know you've got work to do. Let's assume I'm working that, now. That, that Pogba... Uh, and Ronaldo are going to be playing. Um, well, Fernandez and Ronaldo are going to play. Who is going to fit around them? There's a lot of players who've got. Uh, I hate this cliche. Stake a claim. Yeah, that's true. Um, I would imagine that you might see Paul revert to the left-hand sided role that we've we've seen him play in the past, which will give the opportunity for the like of Nemanja Matic maybe to keep his place for Fred and certainly for for, for somebody like Donny Van der Beek, who, who I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing starting a Man United shirt very, very soon. I thought he would have done against Newcastle. Hopefully he might do tonight. What does Donny bring? What can he bring? Well, he's technically really, really gifted, isn't he? Um, Come from the Ajax school, really comfortable on the ball, makes intelligent runs, intelligent footballer. We just need to see him get a run of games, Andrew. Think he's got it? I I do think he's got it. I do, honestly. But nobody can be judged on one performance and then we don't see him for six or seven. If he gets a run of games, then we can judge him. Thank you. The game's five minutes old and a pretty full stadium. 1,800 United fans. First proper away in since Bruges in February 2020. You can see uh, Ollie stood in front of me. To the right, David Wagner. You know, sometimes when you just don't take a shine to someone, that's me with David Wagner. He might be the nicest man in the world and he's done nothing at all to upset me. I just remember going to Huddersfield when his team were about to be promoted and thinking, eh, I don't know why. Maybe I'm being unfair in saying that. What I won't be unfair in saying is uh, the atmosphere and the Swiss fan culture. It's really good. It's good here last time. It's good here now. The whole end at the moment is bouncing in unison. 
there are flags, there are flares. It's really strong fan culture here. Don't look down on Swiss football because they're minnows. Um, they've done really well as a national team and they fill the stadiums. They've got a really good football culture here with big rivalries. And you can hear them in the background making loads of noise just like they did last time. It took United to quieten them down last time. Artificial pitch doesn't look a natural game on it. Um, Donny looks brightly. It's only six or seven minutes old. And um, the United section is over there singing Viva Ronaldo. So we're back playing Champions League football in front of a crowd. I really have missed this, just the, the, the noise, the oohs and the ahs that you get in a big football match, especially in Europe, coming somewhere new. What is odd is, is light. I'm used to light Champions League games being in the quarters and the semis, so I'm not happy about that. Come on, United. It's nil-nil. The noise isn't because Burn have scored, because United are leading 1-0, Ronaldo, of course, but the increased noise is because Manchester United are down to 10 men, Aaron Wan-Bissaka miscontrolled the ball and received a straight red card for what he did next, a tackle on Martins, the midfielder went down as if the Geneva Convention had been breached and he was seriously hurt, he wasn't. He was up a couple of seconds later. Now, you'll have watched this on television several times, and you'll know more than I know at this moment. It was a bad, ta- it was a bad tackle. I'd like to see it again. It was a straight red, and it wasn't disputed uh, by most of the Manchester United players. So, it's coming up to half-time, and it's still United 1 young boys now it'd be a, be a big test this because United expected Burns to come at them to press them they knew they'd have loads of energy they knew they had a young team and that's what's happened and David Ayers needed to make a couple of important saves so all he needs to use is now it's not half time you can see it's a very very partisan crowd not really a the United fans in the last 20 minutes since that goal I still suspect United will get better. The lot's come on for Sancho, so it's unfortunate for Sancho. He came off after 38. Remember rightly, the lot played here a couple of years ago. Jose Mourinho was speaking really well of him. It seems like his career has not really moved on much since then. Another young boys attack here. Yeah, we're going to go into half time. We'll get at 1 0 to Manchester United. We'd accept that. Just not the uh, not the red card. Big transfer to lot as well. Are you after a decent VPN? Well, I use ExpressVPN. I just used it actually in Bern. You can use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. I use it all the time um, for, for my work, for my leisure. ExpressVPN lets you change your online location so you control where you want the sites to think you're located. You open the app, select a location, tap one button to connect and refresh the page to access thousands of new shows or movies or news channels. 
You can choose from almost 100 different countries. You could watch Studio Ghibli films on UK Netflix. You can watch anime on Japanese Netflix. You can watch Doctor Who on UK Netflix. There's so many different examples. It works with any streaming service, Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube. So why choose ExpressVPN over other VPNs? Uh, well, I was with one for years and it was just a bit clunky and messy and ExpressVPN isn't. It just downloads as an app. You click it on once, bang. You can stream HD, no problem. There's no buffering or lag. It's compatible with all your services, phones, laptops, media consoles, smart TVs and more. Not only does it let you change your location, it also encrypts your data and lets you surf the web safely and anonymously. So go to expressvpn.com forward slash united to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for absolutely nothing. That's expressvpn.com forward slash united. Well, that was a surprise. Um, young Boys 2. Manchester United won, they came from behind and uh, celebrations went on and on and on after the match, I mean uh, the Ibis Hotel near the ground um, plenty of reds about, which is great to see people travelling again, it's brilliant um, albeit difficult circumstances but it is uh, the first of six group games, what do you make of it? Uh, it lose the game at the very end and uh, I suppose a lot of people think that even a point was a bad result but obviously would have been happy with a point under the circumstances I've been down to 10 men after 35 minutes but I didn't think we played great with the 10 men I didn't think we managed the game really very well but at the same time you know you expected to at least come out with a point but to lose it in that way anyway but particularly in, in, in at the very end was was horrible to be honest. Um, gives us, lives us a little bit of an uphill climb, but still be confident of us getting through. Because you said it could have been a hard-fought draw, and that's what the managers just said after the game um, in the press conference. But it wasn't. It was a defeat, wasn't it? So what you were in the United end. What was it like there when that winner went went in? Yeah, we, uh, I think people were stunned because you know, obviously from the point of view that the game was virtually well, it was. We thought it was over. It was just a case of seeing out the, the 95th minute, uh, the fifth minute of injury time. And not to be able to manage it from there was really disappointing. But the, the manner in which the goal was conceded, obviously, I think it stunned the fans, to be honest. You know, normally, you know, uh, it's not that no one wants to see it, you know, the team losing. But as I said, to lose in that manner to probably a team who you know, are undoubtedly a better quality team than them. OK, the 10 men situation, you know, levelled it up a little bit. But um, yeah, the fans were really disappointed. The only the only good spot was we didn't have to stay back for 30 minutes, which they announced, you know, 15, 10 minutes, 15 minutes from the end. So I could imagine what it would have been like if we had been stuck in the ground for 30 minutes. But as you say, they they really celebrated it, and I mean they're a good crowd. They're, it's a very noisy stadium, you know, and they're great. You know, it's a it's a great atmosphere. And, and, full, certainly full from the from the home uh, end point of view. So you can't blame them because it's a huge win for them to be Manchester United. So the credit to them and, and as a, the team and the fans really celebrated it. So no 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 gripes there. But very disappointing from from a you know all Manchester United fans point of view, especially the travelling supporters over there. You, you just feel maybe you know we, we certainly should, as I said, have come away maybe 
point and said, right, okay, three home wins and we're through, etc., etc. But now it's uphill all the way. The next, next game against Villarreal, home either. You talked about managing the game. You, you've played football to a professional level. Um, why do you think United you know, couldn't manage that game tonight? Yeah, I, I mean, you're always looking for. We're back to the whole thing about leaders, and, and maybe you know we're still probably missing proper leaders in the team. Even with all them names. Yeah, and, and it's, it's, I mean, it's it, just, as I said, you want people to step up. You get up to 10 men, you would like to think, I mean, we're just speaking about their the likes of maybe Chelsea and, you know, they managed the game against Liverpool recently with 10 men fairly comfortably against a really good side. You'd love for us to get into that kind of a situation. And as you say, the players are there. I'm not sure why, why you know, there's experience all over the team, quality all over the team. People may point the finger at, you know, the if you like the shape of the team, the changes that were made, was that were they the right ones to do? And that's obviously was it. So that was a change at half time, shifting to to five at the back. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I don't think you can say it was because I mean, like the equaliser was sort of coming, you know, in the sense not not in terms of clear cut chances, but in terms of possession. And I mean, if you keep if you keep getting forced back, something's going to happen, and it did. So I think from that point of view, I, I, I thought after that though, I thought we you know we, we finished. We looked like we were going to, as I said, get the get the point. We certainly didn't look like winning the game anyway. We weren't going out to try and win either before. You know, they equalised. We weren't really looking for a second or similarly after they equalised. We weren't looking to go and win the game 2-1. I didn't think. It didn't, certainly didn't come across that way. So, therefore, we certainly should have absolutely ensured that we got away with the one-all draw, which it looked like. So, I think it's a, I think it's a kind of a, it's, it's a combined fault here in terms of players on the pitch and, and the manage, manager and coaching staff. How do, you, how do you feel about the manager at the moment? Because he's... He's been in the job for a good period of time now. He's brought his players in. Um, are you optimistic about him? Yeah, I mean, t- typical as a United fan, the, the, you know, the highs and lows of United, like we're in this last four days, because after the, the euphoria of the weekend, to, to if you like the despair tonight, I know it's not despair, and you know, the first get group game and stuff like that, but it, it's typical of it. And I think that's all these big challenges to get consistency in this, you know, to be able to come away after you know a glorious weekend of football, you know, the, the Ronaldo Festival, and come here and get a get a win. You know, that, that's, that's a mark of, of what he wants to achieve. So I, I think he'll be particularly disappointed tonight with that the fact that, you know, we couldn't follow up, you know, that weekend sort of um, thing with, with, with a good result tonight. Personally, I mean, we all, Ollie has his limitations as, as, as a Ranger coach. I think the ex, you know, he's, this is a big season for him. I think and most fans and even and I'm I'm probably you know I'm pro Ali you know I like I like him to do well you know like like all reasonable United fans but I do accept that this is a huge season for him and and you know if if let let's hope we we manage the challenge for success league cups and stuff like that but if if somehow that went wrong you know halfway to the season or whatever I think he could be under a little bit of pressure I mean and I think he would expect to be so you know you, your accent is obviously um, just south of Dublin yeah yeah <laughs> and you live there so just tell me what it's like being an Irish red at the moment 
the logistics of travelling. I know you travel an awful lot. Uh, the flight schedules, getting tickets, all the COVID stuff. What has changed from 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 normal times? Because the, the world's obviously not normal at the moment. We're sending our United We Stands to Ireland. They're taking so much longer to get there than normal. And people are shifting the blame around, but... You're not coming in an envelope. You're coming on a on, on a plane. Has anything changed? It has. I mean, the, the, I suppose the paperwork, if you like, around the you know the admin around travelling, like so, like even for this game. So obviously, we flew from uh, Dublin to Basel this morning, and then we're flying home from Zurich tomorrow via Madrid. It, it, it seems a bit long-winded, but like to try and manage the costs and that, you, you, you do things like that. But that's going to involve three separate passenger locator farms. Yeah. You know, for example, it involves, you know, obviously having our own uh, COVID passport or EU version, which has to be converted into the Swiss version. You know, and I know UK residents have had probably more problems in terms of having to do an extra test than that. So. We've, we've got all of that just for this trip. But remember, for the home games and, and the away games that we've gone to this season, myself and Adam, like we've just gone from going to the UK is fine. Every time we come home, we have to fill out a passenger locator form for coming back to Ireland. You know, so you've got that added layer. And also, like I said to you earlier, there the other problem we have this season is that flight prices, what I call domestic flight prices, so from from Ireland to the UK and back, have have. I've, I wouldn't say rocketed, but they're certainly running at about 30 to 40 percent there. On Why? Well, it looks like it, you know this could be very simplistic, but it looks like Ryanair are, are for because they haven't got the the, the amount of passengers. What they're looking to do is probably bulk up the money where they know they get it on match day. You know, because then because now there's a pent up so, demand for United and Liverpool fans flying over. Absolutely. Well, I mean, what they did just for a quick example is. Prior to the Champions League draw, Andy, what they did was they went across every Tuesday and Wednesday of the of the of the match nights, as they called them, and just bumped up all the price of the flights from Dublin to Liverpool, Dublin to Manchester, up to a sort of a you know three, four times the price, and, and just said it that they knew people would go ahead and book, you know, so the three home games, let, let's get the money in, let's get the bookings done. So you moaning them out prices of flights here. You've told me that you booked to go to Villarreal, so just tell me how much you've, you've paid to fly from Dublin. Where are you flying to? I Barcelona? No waffle. Just, just tell me, how much have you paid? Okay, 13 quid from Dublin to Barcelona. 13 pounds. Yeah, yeah. And from Valencia to Dublin, approximately 35 Right. Euros. Sorry, that was euros, but way, not pounds, okay. yeah. So, you that, so you're flying from Dublin to Barcelona for 11 quid, basically. Yeah. yeah. I, I know, I mean, I know that it's uh, it changed. I've got a lot more flights are on time, I've got to say that, yeah. now in a moment. But yeah, the, the logistics, the paperwork. For the first time ever in my life today, I came into Zurich and had two passport checks, like... You go through border control, you have your passport checked, you have it stamped, fine. And then you do it all again. And you have it stamped again. Weird. Totally weird. Anyway, thank you for, for your time. And congratulations on your, on your uh, work for charity and cycle. Well done. Great effort. Cheers. No, I appreciate it. I'm still sore. I really am. And uh, I'm holding um, this in my hand. My hand's not working <laughs> normally, but no, cheers. and Appreciate it. Well, I think...
the majority of their chances came in late in the first half where we were playing the back four and we couldn't really, we really get out to stop the crosses. We couldn't defend the box well enough with the number of bodies that they were throwing forward into the box. Um, and then we've come out the second half and I felt like we really, we, we, we looked controlled without the ball, without being a huge threat on the counter-attack. Obviously, we, we could have done more on the ball, but without the ball, I felt like they, they didn't create big, big opportunities. The first goal was really unfortunate, uh, the, the deflections and the ricochets, I don't know what ends up going in off, but... And then the, the last goal is, is a mistake, which obviously happens in football, but it's unfortunate again. So in terms of the shape without the ball, I felt like we, it was a lot better when we went to a back three slash back five. Um, obviously with the counter-attacks and, and, and pushing forward, we, we maybe could have done a little bit more. Thank you. The game has gone 70 odd minutes. They've been uh, running a lot uh, both Saturday and today. Uh, the Astro Turf, of course, takes its toll as well. And we wanted uh, Nemanja's experience, keep hold of the ball, and Jesse place. Harry about the red card and whether he was disappointed with it. You, you didn't seem particularly thrilled with the, the referee in all night, but on just on the red card, do you think it was fair? Have you seen it again? Well, I can understand why he gives it because uh, Aaron takes a touch that goes too far. Never a, never a dangerous tackle because it hit him on the front of, at the front of his foot. We, we've seen sometimes, well, so Harvey Elliott, that sometimes you can see bad, bad injuries and it was never reckless in there, but malicious. But probably a little bit inexperienced to go through there after having the ball. So um, but the boy was, wasn't going to be injured anyway. So. And it makes it difficult, of course, after that good time. Nice. That's football for you at the highest level. Uh, lack of concentration, make uh, make a mistake, and you get punished. You get you get done. That, uh, we did that last year uh, in Europe. We conceded a very, very, very sloppy or two sloppy counter attacks against Batashi, and we lost that game today. In the last seconds, Jesse just wants to play it safe and just one misplaced pass, and we conceded the goal. And then that, that happens in football. In hindsight, Harry Hindsight is very, uh, he's very, a very good player. So of course, Jesse, if we, if we can get that chance again, he'll turn and swivel and boot it the other way. Well, that's uh, we'll learn from it. So it's the morning after the game, and I'm in my hotel, which is close to the Wankdorf Stadium in Bern. It's a, a much cloudier day today. It was sunny and warm yesterday, and. Well, it's, uh, it was a bad result last night. Uh, I still think United will go through and, and get out of this group. And I just think it's one of them. And if United don't get out of the group, that's a serious, serious problem. And some of that's got to be on the players and also on the manager as well. My overriding feelings again from Burn are amazing noise in that ground. And, you know, just a bad night for United. Um, Aaron Wambasaka, it was a bad mistake for him to make and Harry Maguire talked about how important discipline is but if we come to the end of the six group games and United are not through then, then that's a major issue so the hotel I'm in uh, is the Ibis by the ground and it was fully United fans so I had a chat with a few of them last night and I've come down for breakfast this morning there's a couple of lads here from you both from Morecambe yeah. Yeah. from Morecambe in Lancashire um, famous old town very popular place to go for your holidays, for the working classes in their 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s. And, and me in 1986 when I went there and smashed the record on the crazy golf. And uh, 
And it's had some pretty difficult times. Famous now for what, Tyson Fury living there. Yeah. And tell me if I'm talking shit here, lads. No, no. <laughs> and also Morecambe Football Club, who've risen and risen and risen. What a great story it is. They've got one of the smallest um, playing budgets of the 92 teams. Uh, they got the smallest average crowds. And they went up last year. And they're now in the third tier in League One. And they beat Sheffield Wednesday recently. And I just thought, wow. This isn't a team that's been bankrolled. Um, so introduce both yourselves. Uh, Keith McGuinness from Markham. James McKnight. So Keith and James, they, they said some very nice things about the bike ride I just did and they've just sponsored me a lot of money and they really didn't need to do that. And it's pretty humbling to be just the feedback I've had from it. And United are about to, um, we're about to close the, the Just Giving Virgin Money account, whatever it is. And they're going to match everything um, that, that has been put in before it closes. So the money you've just given will be doubled. Good, well, yes. Thank Mr Joel Glazer for that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, you've been going United since the early 60s. Yeah. Um, what did you make of last night against Burn? What, what, what are your concerns? His substitutions, I thought, were terrible. Mm. <laughs> and I just, I don't know. I, I don't know how you can take Bruno off and Ronaldo when... It's one all, and we need a goal. And there was only Ronaldo who looked like he might score, but very disappointed. Second half, especially. And also, and I was really upset that only three players came up and clapped the fans and Ollie. That's a good point. Which three? Uh, who was it? Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, Bruno. Um, right. So only three of them. Yeah. Came over. That's not good enough. No. What was the first European game you went to? Uh, Manchester United versus Benfica at Old Trafford, 3-2. Absolutely unbelievable. Eusebio and, and then, obviously, they went to Benfica and Georgie turned it on and 5-1. <laughs> what was Old Trafford like? Where did you stand in the ground that night or sit? Stretford M Paddock stood. You had to more or less watch sideways because it was that packed. Was it? Yeah. Dangerously so? Yeah. Really? Yeah. We ended up on the pitch because uh, I think a gate broke and they piled in and uh, we ended up on the pitch, me and her. Jeez. Yeah. But, Never knew that. Yeah, it was fantastic. <laughs> Just hammered and that, that was, it was 66, was it? Yeah. On the road. So Partizan not United out in the semi-finals. Yeah. Um, uh, that year. So you've been going since the 60s then. Yeah. Do, do you think United are on the right track? With, with Ole Gunnar, with the signings that have been made? I'm like every United fan. I, I love Ole to bits, but I just don't know if he's just got that killer instinct or the players, you know, if he's hard enough, we're like Fergie would have, he'd have been writing to him. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only thing that disappointed me. But after giving chances, I, he's got to do it this season with the players they've bought. So hopefully he'll turn it. What's been your high point as a Red? Uh, it might sound daft, but I got an actual Dennis Law number 10 signed off him at a, a do that we was at. And Dennis was going to talk, but a bereavement in the family couldn't go. But he actually sent me a shirt, signed the 1963 FA Cup final shirt. So Dennis was your hero? Oh, I loved him. I cried when I got that shirt. <laughs> well, Dennis obviously poor at the moment and his daughter died and, and her brothers and sisters did a, did a walk in aid of Alzheimer's. 
at, at the weekend. Is a great girl and been raising uh, decent money for that. What about a low point for you as you as a red? Well, obviously when they got relegated, but it's the one day that I wasn't at that game because uh, my home team, Morecambe, got to the final of the FA Trophy and they won it 2-1, but Dennis scored that goal that day. But that didn't count because they were going down anyhow. So you but went to Wembley with Morecambe? The same day United you know, really? got relegated and wow. Leeds won the league at West Ham. <laughs> so it was a really bad, day. <laughs> bad and good day, yeah. but... Obviously, Morecambe won at Wembley, so it was unbelievable. Today, many small business owners are busier than ever. Time spent searching for and interviewing candidates can take time away from managing and growing a business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has made it easier to get candidates worth interviewing faster, and it's free. You can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network with over 30 million people in the UK. You can focus on candidates with the skills and experience that you need. Use screening questions to get your role in front of only the most qualified people. Then use the simple tools on LinkedIn Jobs to quickly filter and prioritise who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates worth interviewing faster and you can post a job for free. Just visit linkedin.com forward slash united again that's linkedin.com forward slash united to post your job for free we've had people who've listened to this and used it and they seem very very happy with it terms and conditions apply james tell us about morecambe as a town um, it's on the the coast in, in lancashire how's the Football support there, or is it a football town? It's not a rugby town, as no, far as I know. Rugby town, no. Is it United, Liverpool, Everton, City, Morecambe, Lancaster City? Uh, yeah, there's a mix really. Uh, United and Liverpool, probably the top two sides. Uh, a few Leeds fans because it's it used to be a popular Yorkshire. You know, people from Yorkshire come into Morecambe on their holidays, so there's a few people who have Yorkshire roots in. Uh, Morecambe, so there's a few Leeds fans, uh, and like even a few Celtic Rangers. There's a few that used to be like Scottish, you know, coming down on the train for their holidays in the 70s. So it's stayed. Yeah, oh yeah. What did you make of Manchester United last night against against Young Boys, and what did you make of the atmosphere in the stadium, uh, and um, and among the United fans? Yeah, it was off the pitch. It was great. You know, it was just nice to be back at a European away. It's been a while. Uh, when we went to Poland, there was restricted numbers, so it was. This is the first time we've had a European away with sort of big numbers. Uh, so that was fantastic. All the young boys fans I spoke to whilst I've been here have been all friendly, and there's not not seen any bother really uh, on the pitch. I don't know. It's you, if you get a red card away in Europe, you're struggling, aren't you? So even if, like I know young boys aren't the strongest side in the world, but if you're playing with ten men for the, as long as we were, I think it was was it half an hour he got sent off. It's difficult. Uh, I still think United should have done a bit more than what they did. I thought they were from the high of Saturday to it was a bit of a back down to earth kind of game. Yeah. Will United get out of this group? Oh yeah, he, yeah. I'm fully confident. Yeah, I think they'll win all their own games, and then uh, 
if they can get a point or more in Spain and Italy, then we'll be fine. He's now pissing it down in, in Bern and we've got to make our way. I'm going to Geneva. Where are you lads going to? Uh, Zurich. Yeah. Zurich? Yeah. And then what's your next United game you're at? West Ham. You got, you got a West Ham at the yeah, weekend? Yeah. 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 So that's uh, my least favourite away game of the season. It's awful, that new ground. It's terrible. But Because it's, the stands are so far from the pitch. Yeah, like Man City, you don't like praising him, but they have done a good job turning that ground into a proper football stadium. But West Ham's, it's not a football ground, I, I don't think, anyway. But you're so far away, you can't make an atmosphere. And it's terrible getting back after the game as well. Like, it's just Why? Uh, well, it's... it's they sort of block all the routes back to the train station, so you can't, you know... I never leave the game early, but you're tempted to leave after sort of 80, 85 minutes of there just to get away. It's, it's a big trek back through oh, towards yeah. the Westfield, isn't it? Yeah. I know what you mean. It's yeah. just, they, 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 they change the configuration <coughs> of everything. They cut the road off, don't they? Yeah, they do, they do. So I'm, I'm going to head back now. I'm just working out how to get... It's absolutely lagging it down. And uh, I'm going to rest for a few days. Um, I'm still really sore after that, that bike ride, I'll be honest. And I tried last night to type an article and my hands weren't working. <laughs> just, they just weren't, not properly. So it was a real, it was a real struggle. And um, the next game we've got West Ham. Uh, we'll probably do um, a United We Stand podcast from there. We're also working on the next United We Stand uh, fanzine, which will be out for the next home game after after the, um, the West Ham League Cup game. Do you fancy going in um, They Bleed Red, White and Black? I think you'd be a good one in there. In yeah. the United We Stand. Yeah. You got, you've told me some great stories um, before we started speaking, so I think we should put some of them in the mag. And cheers as ever for, for all your support, especially to everybody who, who sponsored me doing that bike ride. Um, I just looked at the total. It's way north of £35,000, so there's a lot of kids going to get life-saving um, medical uh, advice and um, first aid advice and learn how to do CPR and get books which they can pass among their, their family as well so hopefully some good will come from that until next time thank you and goodbye